The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another episode of mlb dfs quick hits your tuesday april 27th edition of a 13 game slate on tap for you big one folks so we won't waste too much time on that but i hope everybody had a great monday wild slate uh, lots of offense from some interesting ball clubs pitching wasn't too bad burns still did okay but he got shelled uh, eventually otani bounced back you had rogers doing his thing it, it was interesting with the pitching and then the bats man you had to have texas la Chicago, Atlanta, Giants are doing their thing. So it was uh, congregated. The Yankees let everybody down, and uh, uh, Houston did okay, but nothing special. Just one of those uh, big slate nights. We got another one for you here on Tuesday. Check me out on Twitter at BDintrick if you're looking for my contacts there. I write uh, DFS content at rotoballer.com. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the premium values article. Tuesday, Thursday, so Tuesday's 13-game slate. The free DraftKings picks article. Check that out there. If you can give a, a rating and review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Hits, I would really, really appreciate it. It would help the podcast out a ton. Also, if you want to watch the podcast instead of listen to it, go to the Rotoballer YouTube channel, subscribe, like, share, all the goodies there. Also, if you're a season-long fantasy baseball player, Benched with Bubba dropped uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning. Depends on when you check your uh, your podcast feed. But another episode of Bubba and the Bathlet, episode 81, recapping week five fab and other awesome listener questions and whatnot. And then um, we'll have another episode later this week. And if you're a PGA DFS player, the Always PGA DFS podcast, previewing the 2021 Valspar Championship drop for you as well. So tons of great stuff over there on uh, at Rotobar and Fantasy Degen, also the Fantasy Degen Slack chat, with this, which is free. Come check out all the goodies there as well. All right. Like I said, 13-game slate for you on a Tuesday. We'll kick it off with the totals on the slate, the totals we have for now, that is. We have New York uh, at Baltimore, total of nine. Washington, uh, Toronto in Dunedin, eight and a half. Boston Mets, eight and a half. Cubs, Braves, eight and a half. Marlins, Brewers, seven and a half. Phillies, Cardinals, eight. Tigers, White Sox, seven and a half. Mariners, Astros, nine. Padres, Diamondbacks, nine. Rockies, Giants, eight. Reds, Dodgers, seven and a half. So a lot of eight and a half and above. A few nines on the slate. Lots and lots of goodies to go tracking around on that one. But let's get to the pitching on this slate. You got two guys over 10K. You got five guys at 9K and above. We can talk about four of them. There's Max Scherzer, 10 9. 
at Toronto in Dunedin. Uh, Scherzer's a, a phenomenal play. He's been outstanding of late, uh, over 30 DK points in back-to-back starts, nine or more Ks in three or four starts. He hasn't given up a run in his last few starts. He's only given up one run in his last three starts. That's been outstanding. The first game of the year against Atlanta, he gave up four solo shots, which got him in trouble. But uh, lots to like with Scherzer. The only downside is it's in Dunedin. This Toronto Blue Jays team is sneaky. Like They, slike, they strike out about 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching, but they hit 221 with a 140 ISO, so like middle and an 87 WRC plus. So not a dangerous, dangerous lineup, but that ballpark plays a little bit more like Coors Field than, let's say, AT&T Park. Um, I don't mind Scherzer at 10-9. I think he's very, very much in play. But I think I'll save some money on Little Walker Bueller at 10200 at uh, home against the Cincinnati Reds. We talked about it last time out that he was 10K and he was sneaky GPP play against the Padres because we were hoping after seeing 93 pitches, his previous start that we'd see him get expanded. Well, he's up to 101 pitches. His last time I went seven strong, two earned, nine strikeouts. It's what we wanted to see, the strikeouts and the pitches, because he only had uh, four Ks in each of his first three starts. The strikeouts showed up, 27.4 points. Now the question is, will that continue? And he gets a Cincinnati Reds team that you can pick on, strike down almost 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching, but they hit 256 versus righties. They have a 204 ISO versus righties and a 113 WRC+. plus. So they hit very good versus righties. So there's two ways to look at this. There's, okay, Bueller at 10-2, little $700 savings from Max Scherzer, upside against the Cincinnati team on the road outside of Great American Small Park. Go that angle. Or do you go the Reds angle, the bats, and get a sneaky stack? Two ways to look at it. Um, I think Bueller's definitely in play. Do I think he's a lock by any means? No, but I think he's definitely worth a look against the Cincinnati Reds team I know you can pick on in their situation. My top play, if I'm just going to save cash, I'm going right back to the Lucas Giolito well at 9500 bucks. Yes, I know I'm biased. Yes, I know I love Lucas Giolito, but he got absolutely shellacked at Boston on Patriots Day at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern time. One inning, eight hits, seven earned, two homers, two walks, no Ks, minus 17.8 points. Not good, Bob. Prior to that, back-to-back 27-plus point efforts. He has eight or more Ks. In his three previous starts, he's been absolutely outstanding prior to that. I'm willing to go back to the well. He goes home. you got to imagine his fingers healed from cutting it. But he goes back to Chicago, faces the Detroit team of striking out almost 27.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So you have that you can take advantage of. A 213 average versus right-handed, uh, right-handed uh, pitchers and a 176 ISO. So 86 WRC+. plus. Lots of strikeouts here. I think I'll save some cash. I'll go to Giolito. No problem with Scherzer. No problem with Bueller. I think Toronto and Cincinnati make for interesting stacks against the big two. I'm going uh, Giolito versus Detroit. Take my chances there. We just saw Brad Keller shut down the Detroit Tigers. Let's put it that way. So give me Giolito. Bounce back time, 9,500. The other one I like, again, saving some cash off of the Bueller and Scherzer. Again, no problem with Bueller and Scherzer if you want to go there. But saving some cash for some similar upside. Uh, Christian Javier, 9,300 bucks at home against the Seattle Mariners. Javier, back-to-back starts, five innings, three hits, no earned. Seven or more Ks in both starts, 26 or more DK points in both starts. He's been electric. The strikeout stuff has been absolutely outstanding. He gets the Seattle Mariners team striking out about 26% of the time versus righties. That's a biggie. Uh, 154 ISO, 98 WRC plus on average offense versus right-handed pitching, but lots of strikeouts. So that could bode in uh, Javier's favor, as we've seen in his last two starts. Is that actual two real starts? He gave a spot appearance in there. He's been a very good strikeout pitcher. So, I think 9300 bucks for Javier, I think he goes pretty low-owned in this range. So I think that's a very interesting play that could be a pivot off of Giulio, Bueller, and, and Scherzer. I got Giulio ahead of all of them, but I like Javier, Bueller, and Scherzer quite a bit. I think they're all in play. Um, but if I want to save cash, 
I'll go Gilito and Javier. Um, Scherzer's probably got the highest ceiling in the group, but uh, I'll take my chances with Gilito and Javier, save some cash. Use them on bats because there's lots of places where we're going to want to use bats. Tonight. Lots of them. So uh, don't worry about that. We will find places to spend money. That will not be an issue. Ian Anderson, 86 hundo at home against the Chicago Cubs. I like this play for the reason is everyone's going to see that massive offensive output on Monday. And the Cubs bats are hot. Don't get me wrong. They've been swinging it pretty well the last week or so. But massive offensive output. You got Ian Anderson, 8600 bucks, returns home after an outstanding outing in Yankee Stadium. Right? Six and two-thirds, four hits, no earned, 4K. Uh, previous three starts or more in each start, which was big. 22 points last time. I only like Anderson in tournaments because we haven't seen the consistency from him. I know the ceiling that he can bring to the table. Just haven't seen the consistency. But I think he's in play against Chicago, especially at low ownership. It's a Cubs team, like I said, they're heating up in a big, big way, but they still strike out almost 28% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So they're hitting a lot, lot better. No hiding that, but tons of strikeouts in this offense. Like you saw with Shohei Otani, gave up four runs in the first, gotten like I think nine or more strikeouts by the time it was all said and done. He outscored Corbin Burns on Monday. Strikeouts are key. That's why I mentioned these things. Does it mean Anderson's going to strike them all out? No, but he gets set up in a situation that favors what he's trying to do. So Anderson at 86, very sneaky tournament play on today's slate. Now it gets tricky. That's why I like these big guys up top. If we can find some some value bats, we're going to use two of those guys up top for cash. You can mix and match some uh, GPP type plays here. We got Frankie Montas, 7300 bucks at the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays team that just seems to be sputtering around. 25% K rate versus righties hitting 226 with a 101 WRC plus, so average at best versus right-handed pitching with a decent K rate for Frankie Montas to try to exploit. Frankie got hit around by Minnesota his last time out. Prior to that, back-to-back really good starts against Detroit and at Houston. Over 20 DK points in both starts, six innings in both starts, five and seven strikeouts in both starts. He just scuffled tremendously against Minnesota in a day game in Oakland where it was Montas versus Baeta. They both just went went haywire real quick. So I think Montas at 73, very intriguing GPP play. I almost want to make him cash viable. I almost want to. I think you can if you, if you feel comfortable with it, but there is risk, more risks than I usually recommend for cash game plays, but it's on the table. So I'm not going to completely ignore Frankie as a potential savings in cash if you don't want to pay up for two guys up top. Uh, Aaron Sanchez, a 72s in play, this pretty safe floor, you know, 13 or so point floor. We saw 17 points ceiling last time. They're not letting him go deep. He went five innings, like um, six, like 70 ish pitches or so. They're, they're like just limiting what he's doing, and that's killing it because he's been pitching great. They just, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe they take him out before. Maybe they've done the research third time through the, through the order. Not good for Aaron Sanchez. Maybe that's what it is. But uh, if you want like a safe 13 points, go for it. It's the Road Rockies. You can pick on them. Uh, maybe they let him go six plus innings and he gets some strikeouts. He wasn't getting any strikeouts last time. The Rockies do strike out quite a bit. So you could go Sanchez at 72 if you want kind of a safe floor. And then a couple punts below 7K. Got Jose Quintana, 6,500 at the Texas Rangers. Now keep an eye on it. They, they announced they're leaving the roof open yesterday on Monday. So we talked about it in the Slack chat. Remember like in Houston and those like Arizona, when that roof's open, more often than not, oh, not always, it's a big boost to offense. And the wind's blowing out. And it will be blown out again on Tuesday. So if they open that roof, keep an eye on that. But he faced uh, Texas his last outing, five innings, one or eight Ks. The big thing there is the strikeouts. That's what we talked about with Otani. Now you got uh, Texas versus a lefty, still striking out over 25% of the time, 216 average, only a 110 ISO and a 78 WRC plus. Very, very bad offensively versus left handed pitching. Quintana is very inconsistent, so he can make really bad offenses look really, really good. There's no uh, hiding that. But maybe if, if Quintana's locked in again, 
get 15 plus points for 6,500. Maybe he gets in the 20 point category like he did last time out. That'd be outstanding. So Quintana at 65, definitely worth a look. And the other one I had written down, Marco Gonzalez, if you're looking for a major punt at 62 versus Houston. Houston's back healthy. Altuve was leading off on uh, Monday. Got a couple knocks, a couple runs driven in. It's not like a, a very comfortable feeling play. And, and they don't strike out very much for lefties either. So you have to be really desperate to play Marco Gonzalez. I wouldn't go below Quintana if I have a choice. So recapping your pitching, you have four guys over 10K. You got Scherzer, Bueller, both very fine plays. Scherzer's got a huge ceiling. It isn't Dunedin, so keep that in mind. Bueller's been great. Finally got a song with seven innings. Got the strikeouts last time out. Can he do it for Cincinnati? It's Cincinnati team that strikes out a good amount, but also hits righties very, very well. One of the better teams in all of baseball versus right-handed pitching. Now, is that Great American Small Park? Possibly. Let's do a quick search. We will do versus right-handed pitching and on the road. So let's 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 spice it up here and see how Cincinnati's doing on the road this year versus right-handed pitching. They are striking out 22.2% of the time, only hitting a buck 88 with a 127 ISO and a 57 WRC plus. So there you go. That, that bodes even better for Walker Bueller. Doesn't mean it's a lock by any means, but does bode much better in that scenario. So give uh, give Bueller a look. Love Gilito at 9,500 bucks coming on a bounce back after just getting destroyed his last go around. You could look at Gio at 95. Big fan of that tonight. And then Christian Javier, sneaky guys at 93. Big strikeout upside in his matchup um, versus the Mariners. Uh, Ian Anderson, GPP viable at 86. Frankie Montas, 7,300 bucks. Very nice GPP price tag. Uh, two great outings before getting blown up by Minnesota. Looked like he found something, fell apart. Look for a bounce back against Tampa Bay in a very pitcher friendly ballpark. GPP for sure. A little bit of cash upside with Frankie at 73. You got Aaron Sanchez and you got uh, Jose Quintana as your other two options. Quintana, not a bad punt at 65. All right, let's check out the bats on this 13 game slate again. If you give a rate and review on iTunes, would much appreciate it for the podcast. MLB DFS Quick Hits. Hey, if you want to give Bench with Bubba one as well, that'd be awesome. Catcher's position when we're talking bats on this slate. Contreras went deep again on Monday. If you aren't using Ian Anderson and you want to just keep riding the Cubbies, Contreras at 52, worth the pay-up spot. Not going to sugarcoat that. Christian Vasquez cooled down a little bit, but he's 49 versus Peterson. Don't mind Boston going up against Peterson. I think he's uh, not as good as people think he really is. So we'll look at that angle. Carson Kelly versus Paddock. Kelly having a great start to the year. I will attack Paddock early and often. So the D-backs are in play again tonight. Kelly at 44, worth a gander. Uh, a little cheaper down the list. Buster Posey at 4K. I have no problem going back to him against Chichi Gonzalez. Posey had a, a, one or two hits on um, Monday night. No problem going back there at 4,000. Very good cash game floor with Buster Posey. Maybe not the ceiling but a good cash game floor below 4k. You got the likes of maybe Zach Collins. If he gets to start for the white Sox versus Urania at 3,600 in the past lefties could absolutely torch Jose Urania. He's been sneaky, like slowing teams down this year. Kind of like how Matt Harvey is doing it as well, which is freaking bizarro world. It is 2021. I double checked the calendar last night, but uh, Zach Collins at 36 could be a nice little play there against Urania. Francisco Mejia versus Montas. If you're not using Montas, don't hate that at all. Same with Trevino versus Quintana at 34. Uh, Victor Caratini, if he gets to start for San Diego, he's 33 versus Merrill Kelly. We love attacking Merrill Kelly at San Diego, Arizona game. Definitely one we can look to exploit. And you're looking at San Diego, Arizona. They have a total of nine in that game. So definitely one we're going to want to look at as well. Other than that, maybe Higashioka gets to start for the Yankees. He's 32 versus the lefty Zimmerman. That's a good look uh, in his matchup. Otherwise, check your lineups. You might get a few guys coming here and there. Austin Nolan might be coming back here pretty soon, so someone else to take a peek at. 
first base, Freeman went deep on uh, on Monday. The again, Chicago Atlanta just runs everywhere. He's fifty nine hundred versus Trevor Williams. No problems attacking Trevor Williams. Another great spot for the Braves. Expensive yet again, but we saw what they did on Monday. This is why they're expensive in these matchups at home against guys like Trevor Williams. So Freeman at fifty nine, no problemo there. Uh, but going down from the top spot, Reese Hoskins went double dong on Monday. Great spot for for Philadelphia versus Carmart, 54 hundo. Pete Alonzo is on straight fire. He's 53 versus Garrett Richards. So, yeah, if you don't want Freeman, Hoskins, Alonzo, both very plays 5K range. Olsen's even there as walk. So I prefer Hoskins or Alonzo or Olsen, but no problems. Olsen swinging a very hot stick in this one. Yuli Gurriel, 4800 bucks. Mentioned him as a cash game play because he's hitting everything well, but he loves hitting lefties. Got a couple more knocks on uh, Monday. Got guys the lefty Marco Gonzalez at 48. Gonzalez, like more of a reverse splits type guy, more often than not. Um, but I feel like Yuli at 48 versus lefty. That's always in play. Um, Baltimore's a stack I like against Kluber because I will keep fading Kluber. Trey Mancini hasn't been ripping the cover off the ball, but 4600 Nice price tag if you're stacking them up on that one. Uh, Josh Bell's down to 44. Thornton's supposed to open, then Malone coming in, so you can keep an eye on that. Eric Cosmer at 43. But Shohei Otani versus Fulte. Shohei's first base outfit eligible, only 4300 bucks versus Fultonevich. That is a crime price. He should be in the 5Ks, maybe 5300 Had a couple more knocks, plus pitched great on Monday. Shohei at 43 gets some at that price point. Uh, CJ Cron's feeling it, but I'd rather pay the 43 for Otani or pay 41 for Jesus Aguilar. A couple more knocks on Monday against Burns and company. It's Adrian Hauser, who you can hit around, so 4100 for Aguilar. Some good savings. Jared Walsh cooling down a bit, but still 4100 against Fulte. If you're stacking the Angels, you got Walsh at first base outfield and the Otani at first base outfield. Two to look at there. If you're stacking Milwaukee and you want to be really contrarian, Keston here is first base, second base eligible versus lefty Castano at 4K, only in tournaments. Uh, if you're fading Anderson, Anthony Rizzo at only 3900 bucks is a ridiculously cheap price. Like, ridiculous. He's hitting 314 over his last 10 games. Three home runs, seven total extra base hits, hit over 11 points per game in those games. That's a very, very cheap f- price for Rizzo. So if you're not using Ian Anderson, who I respect quite a bit, Rizzo at $3,900 is like Otani at 43 and then Rizzo at 39 Those are some sneaky, sneaky, nice cash game plays for you there with some GPP upside in a big way. Uh, Paven Smith, first base outfit eligible, 35 versus Paddock. Definitely could look into that one. A few others. Pujols went deep on Monday. He's 34 versus Fulte if you're stacking them up. Belt's 33 versus Chichi Gonzalez. You can definitely go there as well. It stinks it's in San Francisco, but you can target uh, Chichi anytime you want. No no qualms about that one. Uh, a few others, if you want to get weird, uh, Rowdy Tellez versus Scherzer. When Scherzer gets hit, he gives up the long ball. So keep that in mind. Tellez at 28 um, is is worth a gander as well. Second base, you got uh, Tommy – or no, you got Ozzy Albies at 5,300. He's been getting the job done, so not going to complain about that one at all. Jose Altuve is back. He's 5K. He is worth a look. Uh, got Chris Taylor who's swinging it hot. Nick Solak versus Quintana's 47. Albies and uh, Altuve still very, very good price points up there. I think I got like Max Muncy at 46. Jazz Chisholm's up to 4,500. Remember we were playing him for like 36, 33? He's up to 45. He got a couple more knocks on Monday, stole a couple bags. He had a big boy game in Milwaukee against Burns and company. Second base shortstop at 4,500. So that's still it's a steep price tag, but I have no problem playing that for Jazz Chisholm in cash or in GPPs. That's how good the kid is. I have no problem with it at all. Eduardo Escobar at 45 in a tournament versus Paddock's a very nice play. He'll go virtually unknown, seven home runs on the year. 
Uh, no problem with that with Eduardo Escobar. Sliding on down, you got Jed Lowry at 43, Ty France at 42, Colton Wong at 41. I like that Jed Lowry place at 43 versus Waka. That's not too shabby. Mentioned Keston here at 4K if you're in a GPP. You can look that direction. Tommy Lestella, especially if he's leading off for the Giants, only 37 versus Chichi Gonzalez. Cash game floor with some GPP upside for sure. But then here's your cash game play at second. Jake Cronenworth, second base shortstop eligible, is only $3,500 versus Merrill Kelly. That'll do. That'll do, Donkey. Yep. Yep, Jake Cronin, we're at 35. There's a cash game, second baseman, folks. Second base shortstop eligible. Maybe he's your shortstop, whichever one you prefer. But uh, he's definitely in play at 3,500. That's ridiculously cheap in that situation. Nick Madrigal, 32. He's swinging it well. Uh, Jerkson Profar is 33 for stacking up the Padres. John Birdie, if he has a good spot in the lineup, is only 31. So there's definite value. Uh, Fletcher's 31. Odor's 3K. There's tons of value at second base, especially down below. Sheldon Noyce, if he cracks the Dodgers lineup, is 20. $700. And then I, my boy, okay. So you got Cronenworth, second base shortstop. You got um, you got a boy, Jess Chisholm, second base shortstop. And then at 2500 was leading off on Monday night at second base shortstop. Nico Horner who had two knocks and a double. So I love Nico Horner in cash games as well. So if you want to, like, we haven't even got the shortstop yet, but Horner and Cronenworth are phenomenal cash game savings. If you need them, Chisholm's pay up cash spot. But there you go on second base. Lots of options on a 13-game slate and some good value at second base. Definitely a spot to, to keep in mind come lineup building time. Third base position now. You got Rafael Devers with a lefty. Don't care. He's uh, swinging a, a hot, hot stick. Yohan Moncada's heating up as well. 5K for him. Not too bad versus Urania. Uh, going down cheaper, though, Machado versus Merrill Kelly at 48 when you're stacking up the pods. Chris Bryant had a grand slam on Monday. He's 4,500. I mentioned Escobar at 45. Good contrarian play against Paddock because people still love Chris Paddock, and I just I don't buy it, folks. Don't buy it one bit. Uh, Alec Baum's at the 4K. That's a shame, but uh, Kyle Seager's 4K versus Javier. Seager went deep on Monday, always in play at his price point. Uh, you got Mikel Franco at 38. J.D. Davis heating up. Talked about him on recent shows. He's only 36 versus Garrett Richards. That's a very nice savings at third base, even cash game viable. I'm finding enough cheap enough cash game plays already where you could probably pay up for two of the top four pitchers that we talked about. So I'm thinking we're going to be just fine in cash games to pay up for two of the top four pitchers and get some pretty sweet bats because we haven't got to the outfield yet, which is always full of value. So, yeah, we can pay up for, for pitching tonight, especially in cash games. Uh, a few other guys, Austin Riley in a tournament at 33. No problem there. Mentioned Birdie. Gio, your shell is down at 31 versus the lefty Zimmerman. God damn. Yeah, that's a cash game play, folks. Like, that's a ridiculous price point. 31 hundo for Jershilla, who's hitting fifth for the Yankees against the lefty Zimmerman. Are you freaking kidding me? That's a drunk price, DraftKings. Drunk DraftKings. Bad DraftKings. All right, let's go to the shortstop position on this one. Bogart's 57, Correa 56. Tim Anderson, though, at 55, really bringing a great floor into the action. And you got Fernando Tatis at 54, who only hit five home runs over the weekend. No big deal. No, nothing to see here. So you could go all kinds of places with this. I love the floor of Anderson. I love the ceiling of Tatis. It's hard to pay for Cray and Bogarts with those two guys sitting right there if you're paying up at the position. Uh, Trey Turner's even interesting at 52. He's day-to-day. got hit on the arm. It's just a supposedly just a bruise. We'll see. But he gets Thornton and then Malone at 52. Uh, Trevor Story's 5K. You know, I still those the Tatis and Anderson plays if you're paying up. You got Jazz Chisholm at 45 again. I can definitely see that. You got Glaber Torres at 42 versus Lefty Zimmerman in a tournament. 
he's going to get it going one of these days. I really believe deep down in my heart he's going to get it going. He's too good not to. Uh, Damsey Swanson went deep on Monday. Maybe he's going to start turning around. He's 37. That's nice value for Dansby at 3,700. Mentioned Cronenworth at 35 is quite the look in that matchup. Uh, a few other cheap ones. Nothing else really besides Nico Horner. Nico Horner's down here. You can get get some Nico Horner at 25. No problem with that at all. Let's head to the absolutely loaded outfield where I probably won't even mention everybody because I'll just miss them because there's so many of them. But you got Trout. And Acuna, both above 6K. You got Harper at 6K versus Carmart. That Acuna and Trout prices are high, but damn, those are good plays. Really good plays. Uh, JD Martinez probably won't even play with the DH out of play in New York. So keep, keep an eye on that. You got Aaron Judge at 56 for Zimmerman, which you should be able to tattoo. That's a biggie. Uh, Trent Grisham at 51. Most people won't pay up for that with the other options around him. Great job leading off for uh, San Diego against Kelly. I like that Grisham play a lot at 51, especially if he comes in low own. Lou Bob is sneakily putting together some consistency at 4,900. So uh, keep him in mind. But Giancarlo at 47 is way too cheap against Zimmerman. That's a a criminal price tag as well. So keep uh, those ones on your radar. God damn, those are cheap. David Peralta at 45 for stacking Arizona versus Paddock. You can go that route. Will Myers is 44. Those are worth the look. Adam Eaton, no one plays him in their Chicago stacks. He's 4,300, only averaging 9.4 on the season. Um, you know, 14 in his last game, 14-0, 13 So, you know, it's, it's pretty much boomer bust, but 43 bucks, great price tag for Eaton if you're stacking up the White Sox. Uh, Winker in tournaments, I'm cool with versus Bueller, but Otani at 43 versus Fulte is way too cheap. Way, way too cheap. I like that a lot. They got Schwarber and Dunedin at 41 in tournaments. That's in play for sure. Um, cheaper plays like a Rosarena starting to get it going. He's 4K. Uh, Mitch Hanniger is only 39 versus Javier. I can see that as a nice play. Adelise Garcia is only 39 versus Quintana. If you're not using Quintana, good GPP play with Adelise Garcia at 3,900. Um, Austin Slater has been raking it, but it's with the righty on the mound. So make sh- like with a lefty, he leads off with a righty. He's usually a little farther down in the order. So keep an eye on where he's at. If he's near the top of the order at 38, good play. If he's down in the order, not so much. So keep an eye on what the Gigantes are doing. You got Nimmo at 37. In a, a tournament, sure. A few more. You got Joey Gallo. Dickerson went deep on Monday, so that could be an interesting one. 36 versus Hauser, um, if you're going that direction. Uh, the, the, the Aramis Garcia. Not Aramis Garcia. Avisil Garcia at 35 versus Castano. I like that quite a bit. Uh, pitch to contact lefty and Castano. Avisil loves his lefties. He's 35. Mentioned Pavin Smith at 35. Cedric Mullins. Have a night, Cedric freaking Mullins. Double dong. Couple steals, I believe. Thirty-five hundo tonight versus Kluber leading off. That's a nice one. Very, very nice one. There, Jay up one deep again. He's thirty-five. It's a phenomenal price tag. Dylan Carlson still only thirty-four, hitting second. Gotta love that. Um, tons of plays, folks. Tons of plays. The outfield is just loaded with your pleasure. Either get your values in the outfield, get your stack pieces in the outfield. Like um, Aaron Hicks at only three K switch hidden. Definitely worth the look. Um, man, just keep sliding. DJ Stewart's only 29, great GBP value. Cole Calhoun's only 28, phenomenal value. I don't even mind Austin Hayes at 28, hitting fifth again on Monday, double donged on Sunday. He's 28 versus Kluber. See, all this value, you can get pitching so easy, so easy. Like, it's all for the taking. If Clint Frazier cracks the Yankees line, he's 27 versus the lefty Zimmerman. That's beautiful. There's a ton of plays, folks. So make sure you check the lineups, come to the Slack chat. We'll discuss when. 
all this different value comes out. It'll be a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday in the Slack chat. Let's recap the pitching on this 13-game slate. You got Scherzer, Bueller, 10-2, 10-9. Both in play, both phenomenal players. I'm probably going to save some money to go Giolito at 95 at home versus Detroit in a bounce back, and then Christian Javier at home against Seattle at 93. But all four in play when you're playing cash, if you want to go Scherzer and Bueller for quote-unquote safety, that's fine. If you want to put one of them with Gio, one of them with Javier, whatever, those four pitchers are your cash pitchers. I prefer Giolito and Javier just for the savings, but you, you, they're all in play. And there's tons of value for pitching, so do with it what you want. Um, if In tournaments, you can go to Ian Anderson at 86 if you want. I still like the Cubs bats a bit, but you can go to Anderson in tournaments. Frankie Montas at 73 is a great tournament play with some cash appeal, but I don't think you need to save that much money in cash. So Montas at 73. Mention Aaron Sanchez. Jose Quintana, interesting tournament place. Can you do it twice in Rovers, Texas? We'll see. Uh, but that's where we're kind of at here. Bats for days, as you can tell. Bats, four days. 26 teams in play. You can probably stack like 16 of them, if not more. Like the Yankees versus the lefty Bruce Zimmerman. You got to love it. The Yankees bats have to wake up eventually. Like this is a ridiculous, great situation to do it in. But Baltimore versus Kluber on the, on the flip side. Love attacking Corey Kluber. It'll be a little lower own too. Uh, yeah, Houston. San Diego versus Merrill Kelly. Popular play, but a great one. Uh, and I also like Arizona versus Paddock. It'd be a little sneaky, kind of like the Baltimore versus Kluber play. Uh, Philadelphia versus Carmart, White Sox versus Urania, Angels versus Fulte. Those are some of the ones I absolutely love. Giants versus Chi-Chi is definitely in play. Lots of ways to go on this slate. So hit us up on Twitter at BDentric in the Fantasy DJ Slack chat. It is free. Just give me your email. We'll talk about more and more stuff there, like when lineups come out, lineup questions, like building lineup questions, all kinds of stuff. Great community building over there. So come check that out. Um, also, if you have a rate and review on iTunes for the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Kicks, would appreciate that quite a bit. If you'd like to watch the video of the podcast, go to the Rotobar YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share. Also, if you uh, season-long fantasy baseball players, Bench with Bubba, new episode dropped on Monday night. Also, the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast for the Valspar Championship dropped on Monday night. So go get all your goodies there. Check out the free DraftKings Picks article on Rotobar on Tuesday, written by yours truly. But other than that, that'll wrap us up for this edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Tuesday, April 27th edition in the books. I'm out.